Christmas came a day early for the Houston Texans. Why this Victory Monday is special. Cody, start the show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Victory Monday episode. Yes, sir. How, how long has it been? 10, 12? It's been too long, and I'm eating these doves, baby. Welcome to the Victory Monday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Texans beat reporter Cody M. Davis. And if you guys can't tell, you know, even though, you know, we have our own personal favorite teams, we love when we can see the Houston Texans get a win. And honestly, this was a well-needed, much-needed win, a well-fought game. And this game that the Houston Texans won, as I mentioned early last week, kind of helps out the division a little bit. Mm. So it played a lot of playoff implications. However, we're here to discuss the 19-14 win over the Tennessee Titans. Davis Mills, 17 of 28 from the field, throwing for 178 yards and the go-ahead touchdown with under three minutes remaining in the game to Brandon Cooks, who, former captain Brandon Cooks, was all smiles on Saturday. Four catches, 36 yards, and the one touchdown that sealed the victory for the Houston Texans. You know what, guys? The Texans' defense once again bringing pressure on the opposing offense on Saturday. Two interceptions, one of which the first for rookie linebacker Christian Harris, mm-hmm. who again he just continues to build Every his short time resume. He's getting better and better and better. Also, Jalen Petrie notching his fourth interception of the year cold weather not necessarily the best conditions game delay and you know what guys houston's defense i think it's the story of the game eight tackles for loss four sacks houston won the turnover and the time of possession battle the houston texans now sitting at 212 and one Mm -hmm. has lost five one score games this season including one uh including each of the last two weeks Cody, how important was this rare win for the Houston Texans? Very rare, especially when you consider that. Well, how Derrick important? Henry, I know it's rare. How important is Derrick Henry? They stopped Derrick Henry from rushing for over 200 yards for the fifth consecutive game on Saturday. They held Derrick Henry to a buck 26 on 23 carries. And I know some people might look at that and think to themselves, well, that's still pretty bad. Derrick Henry still rushed for over 100 yards. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually going to call this a fluke performance. Want to know why? Because Derrick Henry only had one good run on the Houston Texans. And that was that 48-yard touchdown run that he had early in in the first quarter that put the Tennessee Titans up seven to nothing. But when you take away that, that run. And the reason why I'm taking away that run is during his post-game press conference, Lovey Smith was asked, you know, what changed with the Houston Texans run defense? Because as everybody knows, as everyone was expecting, including me, we thought for sure that given the weather, 
given the fact that Tennessee came into these games losing um, four consecutive games, we thought for sure that this was going to be another King Henry game. But Lovey Smith said after that run, they went back on the sideline, they regrouped, they recuperated, and they made John. You're gonna love this. Some Is adjustments. Adju- oh, adjustments. They didn't wait until halftime. They did it right after that. And when you take out that 40-yard touchdown run, this is a Houston Texans defense who held their Henry on 22 carries and three and a half yard per attempts. John, on Thursday, I didn't have an opportunity to say this on the show, but on Thursday, um, we asked Lovey Smith prior to the game, of course, you know, what gives him more confidence that this Texans defense can stop Derrick Henry? Now, we already know over the last couple of weeks, the Houston Texans have played some solid um, – they, they have played some solid ball with their run defense. But the biggest test of all was whether or not if they could contain Derrick Henry, especially not allowing him to eclipse over 200 yards for the fifth consecutive game. And Lovey Smith said not only did they have an opportunity to make adjustments to their run defense since the last time they faced him, but they are actually a lot more healthier. They didn't have Jonathan Gennard. They didn't have Malik Collins. And you saw what both of those guys meant to that defensive front. Overall, when you talk about the defense on all three levels, this was one of, if not their best performance of the season. And I understand at 2-12-1, some people might look at this and say, why are you guys excited? It's not the fact for me. It's not the fact that they won the game. It's the fact that for, what, the third, fourth consecutive game in a row, that this is a team that's actually going out there and competing. I always go back to that Washington game when I came on here and said, it seemed like they're just out there collecting a check. But I love the fact that regardless of how their record looked, regardless of the fact that they're still the worst team in the league, they're out there competing. Listen. I don't know how often we've said it this year, but I think the game ball or game balls should have went to the defensive line. I was thoroughly impressed by the defensive line play. This was Jonathan Gennard's first game back, am I right? He's getting mm-hmm. into the groove of things. He had a tackle for loss and, and, and three tackles on a day. Guys, when I look at a Obo Okoronkwa, who early in the season – struggled hmm. with the time that he was getting. I think he was playing a little bit more snaps that he maybe we I wasn't intending for not intending, but I wasn't expecting for him to play. But guys, on Saturday, when I look at his numbers, five tackles, three tackles for a loss, excuse me. Hmm. He had a very good day. Look at Roy Lopez, another guy who has been struggling throughout the year. You know, he got in on the tackles for loss. Look at Malik Collins. He got in on tackles for loss. Jonathan Gennard, tackle for loss. Kurt Hennis, tackle for loss. Guys, they were doing everything that they could to get after not only Derrick Henry, but trying to limit the success of a Malik Collins, Malik Willis, who has used his legs on the ground whenever he's played. You know, in, in his last two years at Liberty, 29 total t- touchdowns on He the had a ground. rushing touchdown as well. He also had a rushing <laughs> touchdown. But I look at what Houston was able to do up front, guys. I was so impressed by their effort, and they just won. Right, not not often, not too many times have we said, well, the front five or four for the Houston Texans won. I don't say that too often on either side of the ball, and 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 I'll get to the offense when we you know talk about them coming up. But defensively, this was a defensive game. Nineteen fourteen, cold weather, cold delay, had to pause on playing football, and you come out and they set the tone after Derrick Henry goes for his forty eight yard run. 
from that moment on, which was in the first quarter, Houston set the tone defensively. There's not too many moments this year where you can say not only did they set the tone defensively, but they carried the tone Hmm. from the moment that they said it. I was impressed. This was an impressive win because not a lot of people expect the Houston to win this game, right? And I'll tell you why. These were the same conditions basically Houston played in the first time they played the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Malik Willis getting the start, no Tannehill. They can give the ball off to, you know, Derrick Henry. And again, not a lot of people expected it. They got out there, they won the game, and I, I was impressed by this defense, this defensive front, guys. Now, I can't take can't wait to talk to you about how impressive it was to see Davis Mills on that last drive. We're going to talk about all of that on the other side of the Locked on Texan podcast, man. Ooh, I'm excited. I hope you guys are. So over the weekend, Christmas holidays, right? And I'm sure a lot of us spent a lot of money. You want to make some of that money back. And a lot of times you don't want to have to uh, do physical labor. You just want to kind of make some money on the fly, right? Well, prize picks is the place where I kind of would suggest people to go and have fun, bet some money, and you can win some money back, right? It's a game of chance. I get it, but it's exciting, and it's simple. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. I'll explain it to you. Well, Nikolai Jokic, the joker, I bet on him to score more than point half of a point, and he did. Steven Adams, I, all I needed was eight points out of you, but he didn't do it. However, I did make some money from Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray over there, two and a half free throws, right? And Tom Brady looked out for me in the end, so I made a couple of bucks back. And the thing about prospects, I'm not betting against other people. It's just me versus the projections available. So it'll be just you versus the projections available. Prospects offer projections on any sport you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, college basketball, men's college football. They got it all over at Prospects, boxing, MMA, whatever you want. They got it. Interest can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prospects app today or go to prospects.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Um, I know there was a lot of people that was just like, like the game was on Saturday. Um, Saturday was Christmas Eve. Everybody, for the most part, is in the gift of giving. And in his own special way, Davis Mills (laughs) was able to give a touchdown away right over to Rex Burkhead in this perfect, imbalanced, imperfect Texan way by fumbling the ball. Oh, yeah, that that could have been a travesty. and, and, And Rex Burkhead was right there to scoop it up and score the Houston Texans' first touchdown on Saturday on the day. Uh, I, I thought that was funny because I thought that that type of touchdown, the way it happened, could like if Houston had a highlight tape to describe the season, <laughs> that touchdown should probably be the last part of that highlight tape where it's just like the music is fading away and you're going out on top, which 
technically they're not going out on top because they are the last team in the <laughs> NFL and their division. However, that last drive for Davis Mills, four for four, 69 yards, an impressive throw to not only Philip Dorsett, where he kind of flipped it. I was very impressed by that throw. But we also got to look at the Amari, Amari Rogers catch. Mm. On that last drive where Davis Mills connected with Brandon Cooks for a touchdown over tweet through it, y'all remember who tweet through it is. If not, Lonnie Johnson Jr., Cody, please, it was, were, were, were we not entertained? This was the drive I've been waiting to see from Davis Mills the entire year. Houston has lost five one-score games. Houston has been in majority of their games this year especially early in the season, but never able to quite get the dub on Saturday with, I think, a little bit over, what was that, five minutes left? Mm -hmm. Davis Mills delivers. How impressive was it? You, you, you put it the best way you can. That was by far the drive that we wanted to see out of Davis Mills. Because you go back to the Chiefs game. You go back to the game against the Dallas Cowboys. Chicago um, Bears. The Chicago yeah. Bears early on in the season. I'm glad that you brought the, that up. Those are three games where Davis Mills had an opportunity to go out there and showcase his ability to go through fourth quarter execution, late game execution as this team starting quarterback. And every single one of those games, he came up short. And, you know, even week one against Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts. He's been the moments to get it done. He just haven't did it. My point is, Zach, like he has had his moments, but for for one reason or another, he came up short. I love the fact that it didn't matter what was going on. I like the fact that Pep Hamilton actually trusted Davis Mills to go out there and make those plays. And I don't know if it was because they, they went into this game without Damian Pierce, and maybe that is because you have a little bit more trust in Davis Mills or due to the fact that, you know, they're still doing their dual-quick quarterback system. Even though we didn't see it as much as we did when they played against the Cowboys, it seemed like every single week they're using it less and less. However, I still like the fact that it do that because that, – that the Texans do that because – just like I said against the Cowboys, just like I said against the Chiefs, and I'm going to say it here against the Tennessee Titans, it gives Davis Mills an opportunity to process everything that's going on in game. And if you, when you throw Jeff Driscoll out there, he has an opportunity to really break down and see what is going on. You go back to that last drive, Davis Mills stepped up. I'm not going to sit here and say he stepped up to the point where they should not consider getting a quarterback, unfortunately. I'm still heard about that. But – it does bring to my attention that Davis Mills still has some type of talent. You get him in the right role, whether that be a quality starting back with quarterback. I believe throughout the league over these last couple of weeks, you know, you know, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, it's very doable to have a quality backup quarterback. Even though the Eagles lost, they play some damn good football against the Dallas Cowboys. So I say all that just to say that. Davis Mills isn't this trash quarterback. A lot of people make it make him seem out to be. But once again, he's shown that when he's in the right system, and not only that, when he has the trust of his coaching coaching staff and players, he can go out there and make some things happen. Yeah, man, I like the fact that in the second half, I think we may have seen Jeff Driscoll maybe once. Yeah, I think and once it, or twice. It just it, and it wasn't it wasn't a lot. Um, they got him out there for when they thought they was going to be able to use him, and 
it didn't necessarily work out. But, Cody, to your point, what I saw on Saturday, I keep wanting to say Sunday, by the way. I but know, what right? I saw <laughs> on Saturday was a team that looked at the game and thought to themselves, before they score, you know, they was they was it was 13 to 14. That was a game with five minutes left in the fourth quarter where all other 31 teams in the NFL, they're trying to go out there and win the game. And I thought, as I'm looking, I thought this was the first time Houston felt like that this game is not only like in reach, but you should be able to grab the dub, right? The offense for Tennessee wasn't necessarily that impactful, especially in the second half. Hmm. Um, they were they were slow. They were ineffective. And for Houston, it just seemed like this was the one that, you know, everything's start, starting to shake up for us. But you're right. You know, trusting Davis Mills to not micromanage him. Again, one of his more impressive throws of the year came on that Philip Dorsett pickup. <laughs> if you go back and watch that throw, he kind of just flicked it out of his hand. And that was just like, I got it. Haven't seen too many moments from Davis Mills where it seemed like he played like he knew he got it, right? Hmm. I mean, and I, I started this segment off talking about the fumble touchdown for Rex Burkhead. <laughs> that could have been a travesty. I was scared that, at that point. That that could have been that could have been terrible. But again, we go back to the run game wasn't working. No Damian Pierce to lean on. No Nico Collins, your second year wide receiver. Um, you don't have too many just explosive op- options around you, but you can't lean on that run game anymore because it was ineffective. You got to lean on somebody who you've known and been around this team for a while. And for Pep Hamilton and Lovey Smith, it pointed right to Davis Mills. And it has before, right? Early in the year, they've given him those opportunities. He's failed. And then we saw that stretch in the middle where it just seemed like all trust was gone from the coaching staff and Davis Mills and Davis Mills mm-hmm. and his players. In the last couple of weeks, you've seen more and more trust in Davis Mills, but I don't think we've seen this much trust in his abilities, not only from Davis Mills in himself and his players around him, but a coaching staff where everybody was on the same page. I don't think we've seen that in a very long time, if if we've even seen it this year at all, right? So that was impressive. And I got to tell you something else. Larry, not Larry Tunsil, Titus Howard went to the blue tent, got hurt early on. No Kenyon Green, right? The offensive line is banged up. Jim Morrissey was out there, right? Heck was out there. It, it was not the, the 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 offensive line we've been used to seeing. And Mills was only sacked one time. They only gave up one sack. So, you know, I started off talking about the defensive line and how great they played on sun, a Saturday. Got to talk about how great the offensive line played by limiting what could have been a tough day. They went up against you know, uh, uh, Demarcus Walker, Jeffrey Simmons, right? The likes of guys that, you know, are great at their job and only gave up one sack, right? So, uh, again, this is Houston's – they've only got two wins, but (laughs) this was an impressive win for Houston. I really think it is, man, because at the very least, they they could end this year off with some type of real direction – for the next season. And I think this is what it's about right now. Just making sure that when you end this season, you end off on a high note. So when you come in next season, you guys know what you're capable of. If whoever is here still is in Houston with the holiday season upon us in here, 
I want to really encourage everybody to drive safely and drive sober. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home. Mm, you may think to yourself, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I'll tell you, you can either get pulled over, you can lose your license, you can tow to your car, or even worse, you can take a life. So drive sober or get pulled over. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with your local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So, uh, listen, when Mm. did we get so far away from wanting – you know, your franchise to get wins says the embrace the tank captain. Yeah, no, you part of the reason why some of the fan base is like this. Wait, 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 wait. Embracing the tank and getting a win versus your division rival is two different <laughs> things. The the tank was already embraced. Like <laughs> you were a terrible team, the worst in the league. However, this isn't like the situations where uh, it's kind of funny how it plays out a, just a year later where, you know, the Jets could have gotten Trevor Lawrence with the number oh, one overall pick man. and they got number two and they had to settle for Zach Wilson. No, they didn't settle. That was stupid. They could have picked several Fields. other quarterbacks, had but Fields. they got Zach Wilson, who, who, who won't be I, with the New York Jets. I find it hard to believe he'll be with the New York Jets next year. By the I way. find it hard to believe he'll be in the NFL next year. Uh, well, he he, he has the worst privilege. QBR, I think, in history now. Since Davis Mills and Baker Mayfield kind of improved their QBR over the last couple of weeks. That's nice. Well, Baker we'll Mayfield, by the way. He's balling. <laughs> you Baker, know I'm happy. Baker looks in a blowout win versus the And by the way, I know this locked on Texans, but look, I understand Texans might be on record the worst team in the league, but I think the worst and the most disappointing team in the league is Denver. My God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I, f- I feel bad for, for my boy, Russ. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't. Uh, you stink. <laughs> Russell Wilson stinks, and it's really his fault why that team They're is heavily under. Bad. But uh, ain't no Trevor Lawrence coming out. And regardless of how you feel about Bryce Young or any of these quarterbacks or any of these players coming out, guys, Celebrate the win, okay? Mm. Like, this was a win that you would have loved to see this team pull out in several games this year. And I'm going to go back and, and, and tell you that this was a win you would have loved to see the, te- the Houston Texans pull out against the Indianapolis Colts in week one, a win that you would have loved to see them pull out against the Denver Broncos in, in week two. Oh, let's go to week three, the Chicago Bears. This was a win you would have loved to see the Houston Texans pull out against the New York Giants, the Cleveland Browns, the the Dallas Cowboys, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs. This is a win you would have loved to see your team pull out at any point in the season. I know you guys would have loved to see it, right? Celebrate it, enjoy it, right? And, and understand that this is meaningful for the guys that go out there and sacrifice their bodies.
Hmm. This is meaningful for the players that has been in Houston for the past two to three seasons and has stunk, you know, especially this year. So uh, miss me with the, we should, uh, this is the worst possible way or any scenario. Houston is still the worst team in the NFL, guys. Yeah, the season and ended today. They will still have they the still number one pick. And the Chicago Bears, who I think sits at number two, beat the Houston Texans. So yeah. even if Houston wins the next game and whatever the case, if they end up with the same record. Uh, it's the same end, thing with Denver, too. Like, they were still, they, they, those teams hold the tiebreaker. So yeah. they can still get out another win, which I don't, oh, man, who? I think Jacksonville I think Indy, might. I think, I think Indy, Jacksonville might end that streak on Sunday. <laughs> a streak? Oh yeah, no. Oh, man. Well, I think I think Houston is going to lose to Jacksonville. I think they're going to beat Indy. Hey, that's three wins. Chicago got three wins. So Denver you still got four. the. You still. Oh, be, that'll oh, be all Denver, right. Denver was supposed to have like eleven wins by now. Yeah. That's why we play the game. <laughs> and that's why we talk about the game here at the Locked On Texas Podcast. If you guys can't tell, Cody and I are just super excited. There's been moments where we've wanted to just call off the show, honestly, because <laughs> it's just bad product, right? Frank Lucas once said, don't sell the bad product. Like, I just don't want to talk about bad product. It's a bad high. It's, it's not. Maybe I'm going somewhere else. I don't know. But thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texas Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and subscribe on YouTube as well. Comment, share, like, all of that. And, um, you know, maybe with this win, we'll, we'll, we'll get some more people to watch the show. People mm. ain't losing, losing. So now with a win, winning team, <laughs> you know, one game win streak, maybe more people to tune in and check us out. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.